I watched my uncles, those, and my dad took my mom away at age nine. And I cried because I was saying, where mommy going? Where is she going? Why is she not home anymore with us? You know? There is something that only you can do. A crowd only you can influence. Listen, only you. Baby, Baby just, just you. you. You will most definitely fail trying to do life like somebody else. Stay in the lane. God brought you here for a reason. Get to know all of you. Serve me a gift. Serve me a gift. I'm going to serve you mine. This is legit. Hey, everyone. My name is Bissy Brima, and I am the hostess for the Legit Podcast, where we talk realness, authenticity, where I have guests who come to share a part of their story, a piece of them. They get vulnerable with us. You know, just the way hurt people hurt people, heal people, heal people. And so that's the whole point of this, to really bring healing, hope, love, joy, and some light your way. But also acknowledging that um, everybody did not go through this by themselves, by their own power, but acknowledging the one and only God who reels us back in and shows us that life does not happen to us, but happens for us. So today I have Delisha Murray on here. Welcome, Delisha. It's so good to be here on your show. I'm so excited to be with you. You are doing your thing. <laughs> Thank you, Delisha. Thank you, too, for sharing a piece of you with us. I really appreciate you, and, I, and I'm sure the people that do listen and do watch would also appreciate what you have for us today. So, guys, this is Delisha Murray, um, and she is a graduate from the College of the Bahamas in Nassau, Bahamas, with a degree in hospitality operations. She's the author of the book, Don't Despise Your Broken Pieces, understanding that the purpose, there's purpose for your pain or in your pain. And I really love that. Don't despise your broken pieces, really embracing those pieces, right? Because those are the parts of us that we have to wear as a badge of honor and run with it, right? Because Right, that's how we connect with other people and everybody's just, a bit, I, I, I always talk about Ubuntu, I am because you are. And so um, because I am, because I can, um, you know, carry all these pieces and share it with you, you also can be true to who you are, the core of who you are. You don't have to be anybody else, just be who you are. So I really love that, Delisha. And um, so Delisha was actually raised by, you know, both parents in a loving, beautiful home and, and nurturing home. And while all that is true, she did have a mother who suffered from mental illness. And so at nine years old, you started to care for your, your siblings, right? And um, you actually went through a phase where you contemplated completing suicide do you want to take us on that journey and tell us what that was like for you for um having to care for your siblings how many siblings did you have and also did you care for your mom too or just your siblings i thank you Reese, for that question yeah so i cared for all of my siblings there are six in total i'm the seventh so six kids in total and I could remember that day that day clearly, whereas I watched them came in and took my mother away. You know, I, I saw that she was acting strange. 
but I pay no mind because you know at age nine, you don't know what is going on. So I remember my mommy just walking up and down and I saw the her face being puzzled, but as nine, like I said, as nine years old, I just paid no mind. I probably said that my oh, daddy probably just had a fight or probably something was just bothering her, but not knowing that she was under, she was not herself. She was not doing things that she normally do. And when I realized that, I was wondering what's going on, you know, God, why is this happening to my family? My, my mother, she, she grew up in church. She was the evangelist. My dad, he was a reverend. So I was not new to the faith in God, but I was puzzled to understand, God, why did you allow this to happen to my family? You know, my mommy, she, she have a heart of gold. When I tell you a heart of gold, a heart of gold. And my dad, he's the same way too. But when I saw that this strange thing was happening and everything just failed for me, my whole family was turned upside down as we experienced this new norm where I watched my uncles, those, and my dad took my mom away at age nine. And I cried because I was saying, where mommy going? Where is she going? Why is she not home anymore with us? You know? And I remembered just being in my own corner, don't want to play with anyone, just holding everything in instead of releasing it. Because, you know, at age nine, you don't know what to release. You know, you're just taking in that mommy is not here, our happy home is crushed. And I remembered um, taking care of my siblings so much, and it had a toll on me where. I started to develop low self-esteem, self-doubt. I self-sabotaged self myself. Um, didn't want to be around anyone. I got jealous of other family to see how happy they were because all because of how my family, what my family was going through. I remembered sitting on the bus. I'll take you into the suicide path. Every time I would go into a car, any vehicle driving anywhere, the thought would come in my mind, open a door and jump out. You know, it's no, purp it's no purpose living life anymore. Your, your life is shattered, your family, you don't have a family to love you the way you want them to love you. So end life right now, you know, do the best thing. And I remember that every time I would drive in a vehicle with anyone, I would, you know, I would have that conscious thought in my mind, open the door, open it and just get out, just run out, you know? And so I would battle every time in my mind with that about opening the door to get out. And I would hear a sweet little voice saying, no, all is not lost, you know? Don't do it, don't do it. And so I guess I hold on a little bit to the positive part in order, instead of holding on to the negative part. And that's what kept me today. Because I do believe in the power of prayer, telling you the truth, I do believe in the power of prayer. <laughs> I think he has me here for a reason. So that is a little part of the suicidal part that kept me from making, from making a step, that positive voice saying, no, you have a purpose. 
and I would repeat that cycle. I would repeat that cycle every time I'm in a car, mind you, even up to now, I can't remember going in and driving in my car and thinking about it. I was like, really? You were there. But hey, I am not ashamed to tell this story because I know what it is. And so I believe that some other girl is waiting just to hear my story so that they can get up too. So yeah, that's the part of my suicidal part. Yeah, I love how, you know, you said that, you know, first it was a negative, negative voice in your head that was asking, you know, that was saying, do this, do this. And, and, but instead you took the positive part. I think, you know, going through life, a lot of the times we listen to the bad parts, the negative parts, right? And we just, even though the positives, like, you know, the angel here and the devil is here. And so usually we're listening to, you know, the negative part when we're supposed to really be amplifying the positive part. And I also always say that you know God cannot like he cannot it is not in his nature to say anything bad about us it is not in his nature to condemn us and so anything that comes to feed an insecurity anything that comes to make us feel less than it's not of God just know that that is not of God and that's not what we should feed into but really combat it you know that's what they call the strongholds in our minds you know but the weapons of our warfare are, are not you know they're not carnal that God has given us the the tools to fight it right yeah to fight it and just reeling on those um those positive things that he says about us instead I think a lot of the times uh, you know, we do know, you know, we do know the things God has said about us, but we don't know how to use it when we're going through our dark times. And that's why sometimes it's really important to be practical. You know, you know, a lot of people talk about pasting the things right in front of you in your car, you know, in your, on your mirror, like just once you pick your phone, you know, you're only receiving positive things because the, the negative things are also clearly there. So we have to be sensitive to that's these so things. True. That is so, that's absolutely true. I, I can't remember me just having my little notes on my mirror. You are more than enough. You are special. You are loved. You know, your pain does not define you. So these little positive things, they actually feed in your mind. You know, you don't want to just be someone who just keep talk, keep hearing, but not doing. You've got to be, like you said, you got to be practical about it. And that's how I found, that's where I found myself today. If I was not practical, I am, I would not be the woman that I am today. Yeah. So yeah absolutely correct. Yeah, I love that. And you know, the common saying that says that change your mind and you can change your life. Basically, we live and we make decisions based on what we believe about ourselves, based on the constant voices that we decide to really hold on to. And so if it's positive, just like, you know, you today, you know, you, you decided to believe the positive things. And so you were able to live, you know, past that suicidal state and that phase, you know, and, and continue to, um, I guess, be on your journey and, and grace us with your, yeah, with your journey and your story. So you mentioned low self-esteem, you know, mm -hmm. in your story. And even though Americans are viewed as confident and cocky and entitled and loud, according to NBC News, 85% um, of Americans actually have low self-esteem, you know, and when you go into like the schools, into high school, do according to dosomething.org, about 20% of teenagers, you know, experience depression before they reach adulthood, right? And and all this feed into um, low self-esteem, especially when it comes with girl comes to girls, right? Since your niche is 
young girls, um, their self-esteem is more strongly related to how they view their body. And, and because of that, they would do stuff with their male counterparts, be it like sleeping with them or just, you know, as a way to get, you know, good for them to feel confident about themselves, right? Um, but that's obviously the wrong way to go about it. And so um, what do you think about these numbers? And, um, you know, as a, an empowering, you know, an empowerment catalyst, how um, do you take the girls through this? Yes, um, I read that too, that there are 85%. And BC, I would not stand here and tell you that, hey, that this is something new to me, because I was I was once in that number too. I had the pretty face, I had the body going too, and I know what it is to have low self-esteem when you're looking for validation from other, from outside instead of inside. I know what it is. And you know, we tend to look for persons outside to give us the love that we want mm -hmm. and I believe that the self-esteem stem from wanting persons to love us from the measure of, from the measure of our cup you know when they only can give us the love from their half cup mm -hmm. they cannot give you the love that you are yearning from you first must have to find that within yourself and then you see with younger kids when going I went at that age nine and when I see that mommy was not there for me anymore, my self-esteem started to drop because I would say, who would love me the way mommy would love me? Who would teach me girly stuff the way a mom should do that? And I was looking outside for that, but I couldn't get it from outside. I could not get that from outside. So it stemmed deeply from in our homes when we cannot give our kids the way, the love that they deserve. If mommy and daddy don't sit down with us and say, hey, what is troubling you? What is going on with you? You know how that comes, I believe having that one-on-one -on -one conversation to see what is going on with our kids. They're not like me, I'm not gonna come out and tell you, but if you sit me down and say, hey, baby girl, I know what you're going through, but let's have a conversation. Let me help you. You know, I did not experience that, but I believe a lot of us are wanting that help, but we are afraid to reach out for that help. And not only that, not even afraid to reach out, reach out for that help, but you're looking for that trusted friend, that friend to confine in. And it's not easy looking for that trusted friend. So it also stem, it, it do, I do believe that it stems from inside of the home. It stems from inside of the home. If we, if we can see persons to love us from our full cup, then we believe that, hey, they don't love us. Like for my mommy, I, I always wanted her to love me from my full cup. I could not understand why she could not love me the way a mom supposed to love a daughter. I did not understand that because at age nine, you would not understand at age nine, 10, 11, 12. I, I understand it now that I am grown with wisdom, what she went through. So I started now to appreciate that, hey, mommy can only love you from this cup. She can only do this for you. You cannot expect her to do that for you. And so I had to build myself esteem around that, hey, you have to love her the way she is. If you don't, then you only depleting yourself. So I had to learn that. So I do believe that it, it stems from in our homes. Yes. 
Right. And so, um, you know, every situation is, is different. Like, yeah. you know, you said you actually grew up in a loving, you know, in a loving home until, you know, your mom's mental illness started to take off. And so, you know, for that other young girl, or maybe, you know, man or boy who, you know, also, because sometimes it's not, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't necessarily your mother's fault. I want to know how your journey, like what was your journey into healing right now? Like, did you seek professional help? You know, um, were your siblings a part of your help? You know, did your dad help in any way? Okay, um, well, yes, I did have professional help because on this journey, you cannot do it alone. I don't want you to think that you can do it alone. No, you cannot heal alone. But I, I did reach out to counseling where I did counseling, group counseling. Also, I did my self-development work because it's no purpose in just going through the counseling process and you're not putting in the work. You're not doing the work yourself. And I believe in order for you to heal, you must put in the work. I believe that much of the brunch was put on me because how oh, I am the oldest girl. And um, yeah, there was, I, I was more responsible, at least in their term, I was more responsible. So that's what I believe that had happened, that I had to take on the brunch because I was the oldest girl. And yeah, the journey is still going. The journey is still going. I won't lie to you and let you know that, hey, everything is perfect. I won't lie to you and let you know that my self-esteem is 100%. No, it's a working process. It is a working process. There's still more room for improvement. But I believe that I am at a place where I'm comfortable to speak to some other person and say, yes, I've been there. I've done that. I know what you're going through. But honey, you don't need to look into a man to get validation. I mean, it's easy, sometimes it's easily said than done because, you know, if you're so used to that environment, you know, but I believe that in order to find, find love, find joy, find happiness, you must search within yourself. You must search within yourself first and yeah, and read God's word. That's the only place what is going to keep you, what is going to define, refine, define you by reading his word so yeah yeah so um i love that you you spoke about the word of god that is definitely the the one true sauce the one true source you know um he has all the answers the word of god does have all the answers but i do think that a lot of people just read it and and don't do anything with it right and that is so true bc and the thing about it is i don't want you to i don't want you i don't want persons to feel like because you are christian things would get easy no it don't bc it would not get easy at all even though i was praying and believing in god the trials keep coming keep coming kept coming kept coming one after another and i say god why why are you doing this to me what it is that I just, what it is that I, does why that, why do you think that I deserve what is coming to me or my family? Yeah. And I keep questioning him, questioning him, questioning him, questioning him. And then he said to me that I'm giving you grace. I'm giving you the strength to go what you're going through, you know, because it's not about you. It's all about overcoming the barriers that's over your life and becoming that voice to that younger person who is looking up to you and letting them know that, hey, I could get up too. So yeah, being a Christian does not mean that your journey is gonna be easy like anyone. No, it won't, it won't. 
Yeah, I think, um, and a lot of us, you know, get lost in that. I know me too, in my Christian journey, I thought if I was, you know, just because I'm a Christian, things will be easy, but really things are actually difficult, you know, even more because you have to keep the faith, you know, yeah. you continue to trust in the one that is immovable and unshakable, right? Because everything on this world, it's bleating, you know, it is going to wear away some, sometime it's fickle, but um, God is not, he's constant. If you look at you know, if you look at everything, you know, the fact that you had faith in God to believe what he said about you have, has you here today for us to be having this conversation today for somebody to receive healing tomorrow. So, or, or today, right? And so I believe that if we even take a step back and just trace our steps, God has been the consistent one in there. And so that's why it's important that we take the word of God and apply. And I also love that, you know, um, you mentioned that you mentioned professional help. I believe that although God does work through the Holy Spirit and sometimes just speaks to us within, he uses people and the resources that we do have to help us um, and to help us, you know, go from point A to point B. And so I love that you also spoke about professional help, about counseling, right? Um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry to cut in. And not only that, don't be embarrassed to search for help. Don't be embarrassed if you know there's a point in your life that needs to be checked or needs to be healed. Search out for that. Don't worry about the outside noise. At the end of the day, you are focusing on you. You have to make the impact for you, you know, because it's your journey. It's no one else's journey but yours. So do what is necessary for you. Yeah. And I want, yeah. And I want to say that, you know, you know, we are here on this podcast and we're not just telling stories and leaving you in the air. There mm -hmm. are resources through legit. Right. And so Delisha herself is a millennial empowerment catalyst. She does have a business that speaks to empowering young women, you know, and apart from that, you know, we do have other resources, resources to other counselors that is not just for women, but for men as well for young boys, you know, young women. And so uh, we're not just telling you go out and find it by yourself, you know, you can connect with us, you know, you can connect with us and, and, and see how you can just go a step right, if you're really intentional um, and willing. So Delisha, I want to say, what would you tell your younger self today? I would tell my younger self that to give yourself, be kind to you, give yourself more grace. You see, I kept sabotaging myself by saying, why can't you stand up for yourself? Or why can't you be like this or be like her, you know, get on the pretty makeup or the hair or perhaps the good family, you know, I kept comparing myself, but I, in the process of comparing myself, I was just tearing me down myself down further and further and further you know so i'll say be kind to yourself be kind to yourself and continue praying continue praying don't believe that because you're in this thing that god doesn't love you you know life is life is a process it is a process and also to think about the lesson that's in the pain you know so that's what i would tell my younger self to be kind to you. Don't compare yourself with others. Everyone's journey is different. So that I'll tell my younger self, be kind to you. Yes, be kind to you. I think whenever, you know, we ask that question, what would you tell your younger self? 
It's just, what would you tell your younger sister, your little sister, your, your friend, you know, you know, see yourself as a friend, as a div different individual, because usually we don't give ourselves the same grace that we give others. And so, you know, like you said, be kind to yourself. So um, this is it. We're just going to be wrapping up, you know, Delisha, thank you so much, you know, for sharing a part of you, a piece of you with the legit community. Delisha is a current is currently a business owner. She's a speaker and as mentioned before, a millennial empowerment catalyst. She continues her personal growth through different self-development programs. Her vision and her mission is to help young women who struggled in the area of self-doubt, self-worth, self-confidence, empower them to not allow situations to define who they are. And I also think that even like you said, you're still on the journey. And even if maybe to an extent we've gotten somewhere, even though, you know, we've gotten somewhere, we still have a long way to go. And so it's a journey. I love this saying that says that I'm a masterpiece, but at the same time, I'm making progress in, in being a masterpiece. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a journey. And so connect with Delisha. Delisha, do you want to tell us where to find you on social media? That's fine. Okay. You can find me on my Facebook page, Delisha Murray, the Millennial Empowerment Catalyst. You can reach me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, y'all. <laughs> so you're on TikTok too. <laughs> yes, as Delisha Murray or youth, my YouTube channel, Delisha Murray. So you can reach me on any one of those platforms. Yes, we're going into all the platforms, right? Yeah. The fun, the business, the professional, everything. That's amazing. Thank you, Delisha. We're going to just play a little game to close us out. Um, and so random, random questions. What is a talent that you have that nobody knows or the, nobody would know just from speaking with you? Nobody would know what's speaking to me. What talent yeah. do I have? Yeah. Um, my talent, I believe, singing. You sing? <laughs> I can see the shower, but I do. I do. I believe that I can, I can hold a tune. Okay. I can hold a tune. I'm not, I'm not the best, but I believe that I can hold a tune. Okay, that's good. I know I've always loved singing, but I know my voice is not, you know, necessarily made for, you know, the high notes and stuff, but I, I would be able to sing in another life too. I love singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and would you prefer would you prefer mu movies or shows? Do you prefer watching movies or TV shows? I prefer hmm, I prefer a little of both. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. I love the show. I love my shows. You know, and I love movies too. So I prefer both. But if I have to choose, I'll say movies. Movies. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, and you're in Nassau, Bahamas. Listen, Delisha, you're the third person I know who's in the Bahamas. And so that just gives me reason to visit one day. Hopefully when all this is clear and it's safer, we can, you know, we can touch base. Um, yeah. But do you prefer the beach or the mountains? Baby girl, I prefer the beach. There's something about the beach. When you put your toes in the sun and you just like, oh, it's just something about the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And also last question, since we've been on lockdown or quarantine, you know, been away from, um, you know, in isolation to, to an extent, what has been your go-to, um, I guess, for relaxing or healing or for having a calm and mental state? 
Well, what have been my relaxation is listening to jazz music. That has, that's, yeah, that has calmed me down. If, I'm, if I feel like I'm having a hard day or my mind just needs to relax, I'm just going to put on my jazz, lay in my bed and just relax. I think, I, yeah, I think with those type of music, it, it gives my mind more creativity. Like, how can I do something else? It causes me to think more and be more creative with my thoughts. So I believe that that's what I run to when I feel like I'm stressed. Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for watching. Thank you, Delisha. Yes, and it's a pleasure being here with you, BC. You're just, you're just an inspiration to me. No lie, no doubt, but you are. So I am proud to say that, hey, I was on the legit show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you so much. Those are encouraging words. Really, they are. And I received them and I thank you for them. Um, Delicious information is going to be in the comment section and the in the caption section. And so hopefully you guys can connect with her and with us. You know, if you have any questions, if you want to connect, please do, please do. Okay, there's help out here. You know, there's help out here to come. Even if you just want a conversation, nothing serious, even if you want a conversation. Right. And so, yeah, thank you, Delicia. This is it. This is legit. Thank you. Yes. Have a good one. Bye-bye.